0: Hello and welcome back to the Supernova Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Today I am excited to be joined by my friend Scott and we speak about a lot of interesting ideas in creativity and technology. Please enjoy and here is Scott.
1: Like having a crazy idea and going forward with it, not because it will be accepted, but because. Of the impact it might make if it is accepted, and creativity is a lot of what you make is a reflection of your of your own identity, and it, it can be hard to put yourself out there. Um, but if you're defining yourself by what other people think of you, rather than uh, creating your own definition of like who you are. Uh, I, I think that that's really what we should be focusing on and so my argument is create something, look at it, reflect on it, create a process around it as we talked about and use that to use what you create to form who you want to be and go forward with that and that's really what I'm trying to do in my life right now.
0: Love for Scott to introduce himself in his own terms.
1: Thanks, Anova. Uh, I'm Scott, and I'm studying business and technology in school right now. And uh, I'm a 19 year old student from uh, Northwest uh, BC, Canada, and uh, came from a smaller town and really got involved in like uh, local theater and uh, a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and. You might wonder like how I sort of navigated my way into a uh, creativity podcast, but uh, really I, I found myself, despite doing a lot of like behind the scenes tech, tech stuff for theater, stage management, uh, that sort of thing and lighting, I eventually found a way to be creative with it myself. And really I was just as much a part of a lot of the productions that I was putting on uh, from my small town as anyone else. And so I would really, I got really into lighting design for theater and uh, then I eventually moved on to like web design and that sort of thing. So I found myself being a creative person despite not defining myself as one originally. And now I'm excited to discuss these sorts of topics on your podcast. So thank you so much for having me, Noah.
0: Thanks for being here. Um, and you're always, like, welcome. And creativity is so multifaceted. So, of course, you um, are so welcome here. And thanks for being here. Um, can I ask, this is might be a hard question to answer, but what are you currently, like, most passionate about or any projects you're doing? um.
1: Mm. I I think a lot. uh, So one thing I'm actually like really into as of the last year is just like journaling and writing stuff down, um, writing down my thoughts on different topics. And that's got, that's gotten me to just like sometimes share my writing with other people um, online and uh, be a little bit more public about, what I'm thinking. So a lot of my writing is based off of things in school or topics like the ones we'll discuss today, uh, creativity and uh, process and how I can improve myself and uh, like make more of an impact.
0: And in the context of creativity, do you have any insights on how you define it? And um, maybe something about creativity versus productivity?
1: so yeah this is actually an interesting challenge for me lately in terms of like creativity versus productivity Mm -hmm. Uh, especially going through school I I feel like you have to be so the, the way that you're measured in school is is through grades of course and that relates more specifically to productivity and one thing I've had to remind myself this year as I'm in my first year um, of business and, and computer science is that if you only focus on getting school grades, then like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> that's what I, that's how I talk to myself about it. Uh, and so if you're always trying to be as productive as possible depends how you define productive but uh you will find that you won't have as much time to actually think about things and generate like creative ideas so i'm trying to like find the right balance between creativity and productivity Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, in that and that's something that's a, a, a been a constant challenge for me over this last year i'd say but one thing that's important to me, as I mentioned earlier, is just being able to capture my thoughts at, at at bare minimum. So I'm always trying to write down what I'm thinking about so that I can at least look back at them later and right. that will spark more creative ideas. Whenever I'm writing, 90% of the time, it's for myself. Right. Uh, I, it's it's something that I when I go to bed at night, I feel happy because of Like, I I get to write, and I get to actually think critically, and sometimes you don't get that as much in school, and Mm -hmm. it makes me happy to be, like, embracing who I am and, like, actually exercising, like, my uniqueness, I suppose, like, uh, and that's really what writing allows me to do,
0: and Mm
1: -hmm. so... Most of the time it's for myself, I would say. Uh, But it's for myself so that I may make impact on others later. Right. Um, That's how I see it right now.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um, Is it like in terms of understanding yourself so you can hopefully like even improve your own, I guess, like self-understanding? And um, because of that, higher self awareness that you can exercise your skills better to help
1: others well I want to make the point that I'm not just like writing about myself um it's not that like well maybe maybe five or ten percent of the time I'll be like writing an idea about like myself but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's about ideas relating to these topics or uh relating to school and uh other people but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm sort of building frameworks in my mind. Of,
0: okay. Uh, yeah.
1: It's not often I actually talk to other people about this. So this is kind of a I I have to translate like my ideas to uh, actual uh, words with other people here. But uh, it, I, I would say, yeah, it, the, the ideas themselves are ideas that I like to think about. Um, I'm trying to always like iterate on my own process Mm -hmm. so that um, then I can, once I have shaped it in the way that I like it, then I typically share it with other people or I sort of test it a little bit uh, first. Uh, Okay. So like uh, on the topic of like self-development, I'd say you can't just like focus solely on building yourself and like learning, 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 like in intre- or like focusing solely on yourself, you have to actually apply your learning. So once you've built out an idea or something you've learned in school, for example, find a way to work on a project that applies what you've learned or be able to test what you've learned and see if it works. And then your process is, ref- or is, ref- is a reflection of uh, the action that you've taken. So based on, uh, let's say, for example, you uh, are designing a website. There's a lot of different things that you have to think about when you're designing a website. You have to think about uh, who your audience is and what really the problem you're trying to tackle is. And these are, these are ideas that aren't specific to designing a website. These are ideas that are specific to challenging or to tackling any problem. Um, so, audience and what the problem, the core of the problem is, who you're doing it for, why you're doing it, uh, and then how you're solving it and how your solution lines up with the market or the audience. Right. So, I would argue these these this framework works with any problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have to make it specific to web design, for example, and how you're going to actually code the website. So it's accessible to your audience. Right. uh, Example. So once you've gone through these steps and you've started to design the website, then you can start to be a little bit reflective. And it's it's, a lot of people forget this is to reflect on uh, the work that they've done, the process that they've been through and, That's something I I like to do a lot is to write about the process of this is, I think one of the greatest ways to learn is to write about the process that you took so that then you can apply that process to a future project. Uh, You don't necessarily have to write it, write it down. It does help to write it down. Uh, I'm always an advocate for writing everything down, (laughs) but then you get to iterate your process over time. The next website you design, well then, oh, actually, uh, maybe I need to be asking this question when I'm thinking about my audience. Uh, How many people are in my audience and uh, who or what, how big of a server do we need? How um, many users are going to navigate to this page? How do we measure how many users are gonna be on this page? Those are sort of questions that maybe you started to think about. You can put that down in your description of the process. And then the next time, This is sort of the framework that you begin to build in your brain. You can write it down. And that's really how I see self-development is. Taking what I I like to call a process and iterating on it so that then you become really good at it and you can look at your sort of definition of this process for this kind of task. And you can continue to apply it and continue to iterate on it until you just become really good at something. And what, what I'm trying to do is learn as many things as possible, but also a lot of the things that I learned, I found are very transferable to very different fields. Uh, so even if I'm designing, like design skills, uh, I found are very transferable. To um, to even writing an essay because you have to ask similar questions to uh, computer science, writing computer code, and all that sort of thing. So I think if you're if you're going to be doing a job or work or building or creating art, that you're going to have to think critically, and I think this process will apply no matter what. So that's really what I've been focusing on over the last year is a lot of these ideas. And uh, I'm on yeah. right now. Uh, we can talk really a little bit more about any of these ideas. Uh, but
0: that's cool. I'm like, I feel like I'm shining a light in your brain right now. Like, uh, it's very interesting to hear about your ideas. And yeah, like you said, I guess you haven't really spoken about them like to a, an audience before but process theory and like a design thinking kind of mindset I'm sort of gathering yeah um, yeah that's really interesting and something that you can apply to so many different fields and like um
1: projects so which, know, yeah one thing I've noticed with you mentioned design thinking is mm-hmm. If you look at like uh, portfolios of designers online, like web designers, graphic design, like brand design, that sort of thing, a lot of them have like these in-depth case studies of like why they went through this like whole process and how they r- arrived at the result. My argument is that you can take that sort of similar process that is used for designs and you can apply it to any problem. And I think a lot more people uh, should be doing that and should be actually sharing the process they took and why they made certain decisions. And even in terms of like employment, I think, I I think an employer wants to see uh, how you think and like that you're actually considering the why behind your actions. And so I I think there's a lot of value in that sort of design thinking.
0: I'd love to talk a bit about like systems of thinking and interaction um yeah and if that relates to technology
1: um would love to
0: touch on some things
1: i've been, I've been trying to think about like how to define in simple terms what it is that i create like <laughs> this is a podcast about creativity so yes I, like, in because more specifically i might design a website I might create a powerpoint for example i might write uh like a few, a few hundred words how do i sort of capture all of these ideas like mm-hmm. I, I feel like i do a lot of different things and i've been trying to define like a term for this so mm-hmm. i suppose system uh, a system of thinking like a, this relates to what we were talking about earlier about process. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sold on this term yet. It's just something I've been thinking about, but uh, really that's, that's what I've been trying to create lately uh, and capture it through writing. Uh, maybe soon I'll, I'll share some of these ideas with the world. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can create your own system of how you think and you, that that's how you express how unique you are, really. And I, I think that's what creativity is about. If we want to take this route with our conversation of, yeah, like how you mentioned earlier, how do I define creativity and what really is creativity? Well, it's an ability to Think beyond the um, beyond what would be normally expected of you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other spectrum, from like productivity, like I would say creativity is more or, or less encouraged. Like, people maybe teachers will say, "Oh, we're it, like you'll get bonus marks for creativity and that sort of thing," but like you're really not going to um, be given uh, a typical incentive for being creative. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not really incentivized in our structure in school, for example. Yet the potential reward for being creative is like infinite. Like if you're just focusing on productivity, let's say you're, like trying to be as productive as possible without, without going beyond the scope of your task without thinking, challenging it a little differently and without creating your own task. You might get perfect grades in school. You might go on to be, uh, let's say an accountant or or like a lawyer, like you, you could be any job and then you'll probably end up in a big firm and Sure. Like, that's just (laughs) not the life I want to live. Yeah. And that's why I care a lot about creativity, because if I just end up going down that other path, then I feel like I won't be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So, despite creativity not being naturally incentivized, if you... Are creative let's say you build like there's always a possibility of you like doing the stereotypical like building an app that like makes Mm -hmm. you really or like it and it blows up or whatever um and that's why creativity matters and like to to someone who's considering uh whether or not they should be how they should be bouncing their time between creativity and productivity. So there is incentive for it, but you have to actually create something that matters to other people um, Mm -hmm. for it to be, for there to be an actual reward in that way. So a lot of people don't see that incentive.
0: It's Mm -hmm.
1: kind of more hidden. And that's something that I think over the last couple of years, I've, I've really seen where I could go yeah. in terms of what I create. And that's something that excites me and makes me think a little less about the grades that I get in school and more about, like, what am I actually doing?
0: Yeah, that's exciting to I, realize, I guess. And,
1: and yeah. I'm kind of curious, Anova, about some of the projects <laughs> you've worked on too, though, because I know you do a lot of photography and lately you've been getting into, like, uh generative art uh how do you balance your time between the
0: two oh well thanks for asking um i do have a follow-up for you but (laughs) I, i can i'll ask you that after um yeah so i definitely like i strongly relate and connect with what you've been saying um i think that being in an institution that values Um, probably like our institution more than others maybe like monetary rewards or um, productivity and very like quantifiable skills and uh, like outcomes of our work Um, that creativity isn't as incentivized but that's only made me want to do it more kind of Um, it's just like so freeing and fun to not have to like align with maybe a set of criteria or um the scheduled you know day-to-day uh things that we are doing (laughs) even in like sort of a pandemic world um the way that I balance things um I'm not sure if I do but I'm working on it um I love always like photography, art. Um, I've learned that photography to me is a lot more just like a hobby. I'm not going to say a hobby. I don't know why there's like weird connotations with that mm-hmm. word now that like, um, for some reason, like hobbies get monetized. And I don't know. I, I think it's just more like for myself, like you said, with writing maybe. Um, and otherwise like generative art um I also do some kinds of web design I don't think I'm as technical as you um I'm more in the creative direction kind of front end area um so that's been really lovely and being able to create for um an organization or like another kind of group that isn't just me and my like brain um That's also been really interesting. Uh, What else am I doing? A podcast, I'm doing a podcast, (laughs) Um, which is the whole other like medium. I think it's still something to do with creativity. Like I am making something. Um, And I feel like it's a new medium, like it's sound and audio and like conversation, which is an art form, I believe.
1: speaking of medium I think you have a medium page too oh my
0: gosh do I I have not uploaded or updated them for long, but I think I have two posts on it <laughs> but yeah that was fun for a bit I kind of forgot about it but maybe I will pick that up again um yeah I've been writing I also journal a lot I think probably in a different way than you though um <laughs> And I've always loved, like, poetry, so that's something I've never really shared with people either. Um, It's kind of more personal, but I've been doing that for a very long time, and I have, like, stacks of journals everywhere, so there's all of the things I'm navigating and
1: balancing. (laughs) Well, the things you create are a lot more, you mentioned, like, personal, and it can be difficult to... Share that with other people, I found. Yeah. Because it's like a part of you. Right?
0: Exactly. And sometimes it doesn't have to be shared. I think not everything you create has to be shared. So mm, yeah. And at the same time, like I don't know. I have kind of two parts of art. Like, I do have very, like, audience-based work. And, um, yeah, it's been interesting to reflect on that now that I've kind of been pausing, like, the photography shoots with many people kind of pre-COVID things. Um, I'm sure I'm still going to do it and when it's safe and everything. But that was definitely more geared towards social media. Um even though it was for myself, but, and then I have a lot of other things to create that I have never shared, so, yeah.
1: Well, if it makes you feel better, like, 90% of the things that I write down that I want to create, I, I don't end up doing. probably, like, 99%. <laughs> that's,
0: I think that's okay, and it's, it's lovely to have those ideas there anyways, and I feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't have the best response to that, but can I ask a follow-up question on something you said earlier? Sure, sure. That I'm not even too sure um, if I completely comprehended, but it was something about creativity having infinite incentives or infinite uh, um, outcomes, yeah. even. That was really interesting.
1: Is there a follow-up here?
0: I was just wondering, like, can you elaborate or I don't know, I guess, like, maybe let's draw this conversation more towards the future or something that you see upcoming. Um, Do you see creativity being more valued in our value system? Um, Maybe something to do with, like, technology and capitalism in the future?
1: (laughs) There's a lot of terms here.
0: A lot going on.
1: well, let's take this one step at a time here. Sure. I, I would say that mm, I, the creative skills will always be valued. And I think you just have to prove their value, especially like at any job, at any, in any role. And mm-hmm. within the definition of creative itself, it's like something that's not necessarily expected. So if you're doing something that's unexpected, something that's creative, then um, it, but as, as we mentioned earlier, it, it, it will have potentially um, very great outcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some organizations um, value innovation more than others. I would say one of the things that I'm trying to do Like part of, I guess, my mission is to make creativity more valued, I suppose, or not even that, but to make or give people a place to allow them to consider it as an option, as something that you don't just have to follow the predefined path. And I think a lot of people get caught up on, oh, uh, as, this is coming from the perspective of like as a student in first year, but you have to focus on exactly what job you want to go into and, and you have to network with people to find uh, internships. And a, a lot of this stuff is, is important if you, if you want to get into a, a bigger company and that sort of thing, but it shouldn't. If you're just going to university into school to get a job, I think that's not necessarily the purpose of university. And there's uh, one of the more important purposes I'd say to me is like critical thinking and uh, shaping the way that you see the world and uh, taking on like as many different perspectives as you can. So that's something that. It's it's harder to, like, the the system itself doesn't necessarily uh, directly support this type or this way of spending your time, Uh, but if you are successful at it, then you're going to see benefit from it, for sure. And uh, Mm -hmm. some organizations will actually appreciate um, you standing out as a candidate and there's other ways to stand out other than getting the highest grades, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, of course, it's really important. Um, and I know you mentioned perspective, and I was wondering, like, through reading, um, we're all able to sort of access different perspectives and ideas. Um, do you have any, like, recommendations for the listeners?
1: For for, for reading? Think?
0: Sure or any media that you've consumed.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Maybe books, um, if you want to start off with that.
1: Well, this, this, this book's a little, a, a little like not older in terms of like last century or, any, or even older than that, but like not quite as relevant anymore, but a uh, mm-hmm. uh, former US presidential candidate Andrew Yang, wrote a Mm -hmm. book called smart people should build things. And uh, this actually changed or sort of got me to think a lot more about these topics uh, relating to what we're just talking about now Mm -hmm. of um, how, if you're going to university, perhaps following, like he went into law, I believe uh, right out of university, worked at a law firm for like not even a year and then, decided to like do sort of his own thing. He he left uh, pretty quickly because he didn't want to just continue going down that path. And his perspective, not as a political figure, but as an example of someone who um, was really successful in terms of school, but then decided to um, pursue entrepreneurship and Uh, building companies and creating value and uh, social organizations and that sort of thing is I I feel like I needed to see that when I read this book uh, would have been over a year ago now Uh, and that has framed my thought process as I went into a business school that you should not just spend like if all of the uh, it's not the best terminology, but if all all the smart people in the world were just working at big companies, like doing, like continuing to do like the tasks that are set out before them, uh, that's not how innovation is Mm -hmm. is generated. So it's important to always keep in mind that Well, th- th- this is something that is important to me is, is the question of like, what have you built? Well, what is it that you're creating? What, what are you working on? And this is something we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Is like, yeah, that, That's a really part, big part of my identity is like actually creating something for other people. And right. that's something that I will always value. And I think a lot of other people value once you've actually created something that has made an impact so that my book rec- that's my book recommendation i would say uh, for this topic
0: wow i'm sold <laughs> yeah cool um what do you say that our current system is really like allowing of people or the smart people i that's not the best term obviously mm-hmm. um but the potential i'm gonna go with like economics here like the opportunity cost of like all these people sort of keep on upholding a system or greater corporations um i don't know where i'm going with this but <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I think you mentioned um, capitalism earlier <laughs>
0: yeah for sure like do you think that there's reform that can be done with capitalism or um Does it have to be kind of like redone or abolished and just Mm -hmm. recreated altogether? This is a very loaded question, and (laughs) have fun answering.
1: (laughs) I'll uh, dance my way uh, around some of of this, but yeah. uh, (laughs) So I would say, in of itself, capitalism, at least in like uh, US and Canada context, does value creativity and innovation especially more so than like other um like societal structures
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and like you see that in the US where like silicon valley for example is like a hub of innovation and so yes there it like in that way you you don't want to eliminate that like there's this is to do with the potentially infinite come uh, of creating something. And capitalism does support that. So okay. that's something that, like if you're considering a different structure for society, you don't want to necessarily eliminate that potential incentive for creating something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's one perspective uh, you could take on capitalism that's I think important to keep in mind when, whenever I'm talking about any sort of topic like this I try to always take as many perspectives as possible and talk to as many people as possible yeah and I'm, I still haven't um worked out what my uh, sort of identity oh, is on, on okay. a lot of these ideas but within Current U.S. and Canada policy and structure. There is, there are still ways to incentivize creativity. For example, through schools, uh, mm-hmm. I think that could be emphasized more.
0: Yeah, and I find it um, very interesting and like important that you try and take different perspectives. And I feel like in some time like some debates or conversations that I've heard or like witnessed and for example I don't know classes that people don't fully um, see the perspectives of others Um, and obviously like I'm very imperfect as well but would you have any thoughts or like recommendations for maybe people to see things from different views um like i don't know Mm. we all have our own backgrounds but i know we take that into our ideas and conversations but i'd love to get your thoughts on that
1: yeah here's what i try to do in pretty simple terms is have conversations with people but ask them to understand their perspective not ask them to try to change their perspective Mm. You, you'll find quite interesting results that make you consider what it would be like to be in their shoes and what, because really, like, I try to think of this as like, everyone's just this sort of the sum of their experiences, what they, how they've been brought up, how their um, parents uh, might have um, like nurtured them or like, and... <laughs> what experiences shaped their perspective and maybe if you had had the same experiences as them you might also have a similar point of view so we're not too different it's just someone might have had a few different experiences or a different teacher or a different parent that uh, shaped some of their thoughts on a different topic and if you when you ask them about their perspective, try to think about what experiences led them to that current point of view. And if, and could you see yourself being in that same uh, perspective as them? And we do need people on sort of all sides of debate, like I, I never think that it should always be like, we need to get everyone thinking in this exact way, unless it's something that like really is just like for, for the better of humanity. Yes. It's like, very like obvious. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you you want people on, on like arguing against each other and uh, forming better ideas as a result. And um, I guess in general policy doesn't change fast and that's, that's a result of this process of like rubbing up against each other and like uh, arguing for what is best. And it's, it's sort of a shame that, uh, especially with technology changing as fast as, as it is, uh, and you see this in like us politicians that like don't necessarily understand uh, technology and big tech companies, for example, and also um, with climate change affecting us as, Quickly as it is, like action does need to be taken quickly. Mm -hmm. So, in certain contexts, it is more important to speed up the process. But I think the process is slow for a reason.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, If I may add something, I was listening to like another podcast. I'm a fan of podcasts if we have not noticed this, but um, I was listening to Center for Humane Technologies, um, Your Undivided Attention. I'm not sure if you've heard of it.
1: I haven't, but I'll add it to my list.
0: It's quite good. And I, it's my first time um, listening to it too, but um, the author of Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, mm-hmm. he's very very smart person, and he was talking about how democracies are slower to do anything in comparison to authoritarian regimes, obviously. Um, But that's kind of their power. And as we kind of grow into this more technological world um, where maybe artificial intelligence can have a greater say in our public policy, um, it's a lot harder for an algorithm, for example, to take over a democracy than a more centralized government. So I'm not sure if this has anything to do with what you said, but it, it is kind of interesting about how more resilient and um, adapting democracies are or just more democratic conversations can be um, but yeah, this is all just reiterated from the wise
1: um, you've mm-hmm. all, I think. Well, an algorithm will always have like a result, right? You, yeah. you put in uh, your parameters and it will produce something, uh, a result. So if you just feed all of your policy to an algorithm, I guess you would need opposing algorithms to determine... <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. exactly how this would work, but there's always going to be a result, and it will produce it quite quickly, um, in terms in human terms. So yeah. I could see how that would not be a, a the slow democratic process that we currently think about. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: so that's that's something interesting to think about. Thank you for that yeah. thought. It
0: is so interesting, right? I was like um yeah i was just having my mind blown by that podcast i i can probably link it in this description if anyone wants to check it out um yeah and i do want to just ask you maybe a few final questions Um, we're at 44 minutes
1: which is do
0: not be Oh, check. this is very interesting i'm yeah this is a very cool conversation and i love to continue it sometime too but um just something i usually ask like everyone is what does the future look like to you um and this can be in terms of tech creativity um whatever you find most interesting to think about when you're kind of speculating about our future
1: i suppose i'll take more of a technical perspective on this question but there's a lot of ways you can answer this question sure uh, i would say more measured and more personalized so you, you see this trend right now with technology uh, uh, google is trying to tell you what word to type next and uh, sort of every app is trying to know more and more about you and like capture more of your data not to have not just to have your data but Facebook is trying to uh, know what you like so that they can present a better ad or a better post from someone else and that is more personalized to you and what they think you will like. And unless there's like some policies put in place, like this trend will continue to happen. And uh, there's there's good and bad to it, but I, I definitely see in technology, uh, more personalized and then going into like more measured. And uh, what I mean is with technology and especially as it integrates more and more with humans, there's this capacity to measure things that we could not measure before. For example, measuring um, and recording, like uh, for example, driving. Uh, how fast you drive and like which turns you took and exactly like if you are a perfect driver and then maybe this is going to be sent to the insurance company or something like that but after you drive and you're learning to drive and maybe it's going to tell you oh uh next time take that turn sharper or something like that and this is could be used as a learning tool for for one uh, that i'm quite excited about uh, being able to measure something like that that Previously, you might have needed, like, a human to, to measure. Uh, and then there's also, like, well, maybe uh, you're reading a book or you're doing something that's, like, totally disconnected from, um, I, I guess, in, in books now are, are more connected to technology if you're reading from, like, a Kindle or an audiobook, and you can get st- st- statistics on this. So, like, there's so many things in my life that I'm, like, oh, i like, ah, it'd be so nice to have. A stat on that, like uh, how many people have I made laugh? How many people? Like, <laughs> how long does it take uh, for in a conversation to like make someone smile? Like, like just random things like that. That it would be kind of cool to to have statistics on. So maybe in the next uh, twenty plus years, uh, we'll we'll have something like that. Um, I, I believe in a previous uh, podcast episode, uh, someone defined the term homotechnian. Homotechnic. Yeah. As we become more integrated with technology, I I see that as a trend: more personalized and uh, more measurement and statistics, which have a lot of potential educational value. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But there's there's it's a two sided coin.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's like, I feel like two paths, or probably more, but like one where you see tech definitely helping us as a species and helping us move forward and do good and then another side where it's like oh our data can just be exploited for infinite possibilities but also like infinite profit for you know whoever has all of our information which is cool to think about at night yeah um well that's all for me um I'd love to Um, conclude this episode if you have anything to add or anything you want to say before we end off
1: well first off it's so nice to have an opportunity to to talk about a lot of these things like this is a conversation that I would not normally have um necessarily not at this length anyway and Uh, to have a meaningful conversation like this and then also have it recorded so that I can look back at it. Uh, I appreciate it in terms of like having something written down so I'll definitely be like looking at the the notes from this podcast and like adding more to some of my ideas that I talked about. Um, So thank you for this opportunity for sure. Uh, Maybe we want to just end off with like uh, we talked a lot about creativity today and I'm always trying to encourage people to be Um, to think a little bit more creatively so in terms of like what makes someone creative I I think a lot of it has to do with having an idea that's maybe a little crazy a little out there (laughs) and not being afraid to go forward with it like having a crazy idea and going forward with it not because it will be accepted, but because of the impact it might make if it is accepted. And creativity is a lot of what you make is a reflection of your, of your own identity. And it, it can be hard to put yourself out there. Um, but if you're defining yourself by what other people think of you, rather than Uh, creating your own definition of like who you are Uh, I, I think that that's really what we should be focusing on and so my argument is create something look at it reflect on it create a process around it as we talked about and use that to use what you create to form who you want to be and go forward with that and that's really what I'm trying to do in my life right now
0: amazing thank you so much for the profound ending um thank you so much for being here and i'm so glad that this has been like um a fun and i guess cathartic opportunity for you um it's very nice to hear as the host of a podcast so yeah um everyone check out scott he's very amazing as you probably have surmised from this podcast and and i'll see you on the next episode